of the Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Latoya Ferguson. Hey, Latoya. Oh, Annie, it's so cute that you're keeping your sense of humor during this family tragedy you created. Naomi Clark, 90210. Hey, Latoya. And we are joined by special returning guests, Sam, Sam Moya. What's up, Samantha? Nice to be back for this very special edition. Or not special edition, very but special, very special. special episode. Well, very special episode, for sure. Um, we watched, if you can't tell from Latoya's lovely intro quote, the, uh, Beverly Hills 90210 very special episode, uh, season two, episode 14, the next 50 years. <laughs> that, that title means nothing to I the know. episode at all. I was, ex- is it weird that I was expecting it to be like a flash forward episode yep. or something? Exactly. That's what I thought it was <laughs> But it doesn't be. really. Like, the, the time capsule stuff is so irrelevant, practically, <laughs> it's... It's, it amounts to nothing, other than a really ridiculous plot contrivance for them to deal with their menial grief. But, so, we should get into this, first of all, by saying, Sam, this is me and Sam's first episode of the show. <laughs> and that's total virgin until today. Yes, we popped our cherries with this. Oh. With a gun. Oh. Um, but, it is... It was a horrible way to introduction to the show. Oh, it's the best way. <laughs> no, it's the worst. This is the episode of what I picture the entire show to be like. I'm sure it's not, but like everyone was so grating. I hated every single character besides Andrea, and everything. You was a didn't waste of hate time. Andrea? No, Andrea was great. <laughs> oh my god, she was like the only person that I liked in this whole yes. entire show. Wow. I mean, she was a girl with glasses, so that was probably a huge plot. Yeah. <laughs> Why I was like, wow. I think I just sympathize with the nerd thing. So, but Latoya, you've seen about all it. of this. I've seen every single episode of the every show. <laughs> I don't know if it's a generational thing. I was just after the point where people were watching this. Like, I mentioned to my mom that we were watching what? this, and she was like, "I watched this. What are you talking?" Well, about yeah, it's because this? I was able to watch it all because of FX playing oh, every single episode it. in reruns. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like every Saturday, like I'd watch like five hours of Beverly Hills Night Window in the morning. Yeah. Because this was when did this air exactly? It was definitely This episode 80s, was ninety one. Right? Okay, the so first it was like, season yeah. is I was just born. Ninety. I was a tot. Yeah, the first season is nineteen ninety. Wow. So it was nineteen ninety up through I guess like ninety seven or eight maybe. Oh no, uh to was it? It is to two thousand. This Whoa! Was 10, so this was 10 until 2000? This was 10 seasons. Jesus I just can't Christ. believe it aired until 2000. How did they find stories for 10 seasons? Oh, they found <laughs> stories for 10 seasons, my friend. I'm more just, like, amazed that this went on until 2000. This does not feel like the kind of show that would make it into 2000, you know? It, it did. And it... Uh, the, the was there like college years? The were there too. like graduate school years, law school years? Yeah, were they even the in high school, school years? <laughs> no, they went to college. They went to lives. They there were, were boutiques and careers. Mm, yeah, Donna Martin Crazy. graduates, obviously. Yeah, oh, but you're so well versed. That's what I. That's what I know of the show is Donna Martin graduates because that so that has like, permeated into like you know being spoofed on other shows, but um. Yeah, so, but this episode is, I mean, first and foremost, it's about a time capsule. Nothing says good time like a time capsule. Do time capsules really <laughs> exist, or is it only something yeah, that exists they do. in television? They definitely do, but it's really, it's not as big as these are. Time capsules are usually done, like, by committee, and it's, like, five people just throw some stuff in a time capsule. It's not done by, like, <laughs> a big ceremony with, like, a speaker. And, like, and the longest whole... choir ever. Oh my god, the choir is singing the creepiest <laughs> version of... 
this is my country to have and to hold, whatever that song. I don't even know the song, but it's just, that's what they were singing. Those lyrics, like this is. My there was a lot of. To have there was a lot of weird music in this episode. It was it's, great. It's, I, <laughs> I just remember the random Garth Brooks <laughs> coming on. I was like, okay. Is that I what mean, it was? It, it was the '90s. Yeah, like at the towards the beginning of the episode, it was like that. That um, I got friends in low places or oh, whatever. Jesus Christ! Song. I, was like, See, I don't Jesus even. Christ. I didn't recognize it. I don't listen to Garth Brooks. I was like, this is generic rock, like country rock music. But the the choir is singing something like it's like like USA Freedom. Well, this well Mara, we just skipped over the most important part of the episode, which is the opening credits. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. The Classic opening, 90s show. The iconic opening credits that have changed so many times that there is a two-part YouTube video with every iteration of the opening credits. Consider the fact this is ten seasons of television. That's and at, crazy. A lot of time, like, credits changed in the middle of seasons based on the cast and everything. So you've well, gotten... We'll find out why. <laughs> like, season nine has, like, eight versions of the opening credits. That's ridiculous. <laughs> At some point, you need to like rein that shit in. That's a waste of money. Cause someone had to edit everything. Hey, it lasted ten seasons. I guess, but still, my God, that's just that's two hundred ninety three episodes. Just make it so that you had to pull one thing, not change the entire credits. Like you know, I don't know. <laughs> that seems a little repetitive. But um, <laughs> so the opening credits are it's the you know that da 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 da. You are. I wanted to say it for a while, but I feel like you're tone deaf. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it goes with your face blindness. Like, people know the iconic Beverly Hills theme, 9210 theme song, but I feel like you just butchered what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to do a version. It's like it's like on jazz clarinet. Like it's a weird thing to say. You're not even on like the beat. <laughs> It's something like that. I don't know. It's not very good. It's it's cheesy, but it's I guess better it's... when it's done not by correctly. Mora. <laughs> okay, sorry it's guys. Not by Mora. Um, but so then, uh, I I okay. I, I had a hard time taking some notes for this because there's a lot of characters. I took a lot of notes. Good. It's, I know the <laughs> gist of who they are by the end of it, but in the very beginning, it was very. Hard to keep track of who is who, so you might have to help us through some. Okay, of that. I guess I, I guess I'll be point for this one. Good, I have I'm other, sorry. I have follow up notes, but yes. <laughs> so yeah, like we were saying, it was a time capsule uh, event, and event. we. First of all, I just want to say in the credits, uh, we have guest starring Douglas Emerson, who plays Scott, who was originally a regular in the first season. That's important. Is it wasn't like the usual like special episode. Oh, here's our friend that we've never seen before. Like he was a series regular in season one. Well, I I didn't know this until earlier. Sam mentioned this briefly. Yeah, and it blew my mind. Like I yeah. absolutely did not realize <laughs> that this was not some random kid who only showed up for this episode. I was it, baffled. Yeah, uh, he and uh, David Silver basically in the first season they were they were best friends and they were like the dweebs who wanted to get in with the cool kids. You know, yes. they're the underclassmen who wanted to hang out with everyone. It worked. Yeah, we kind of got some of that in the episode. Yeah. It worked for David yeah. just because uh, Kelly and David's parents get married. So that's that's a whole weird. thing. Yeah, that's weird. Which is very weird because David's like <laughs> obsessed with Kelly. Kelly, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And basically, David becomes you know part of the group. Brian Austin Green is a heartthrob and all that, and Scott just disappears until this episode. So basically, it, Brian Austin Green is Paul Rudd in Clueless. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a bit, right? Sure. <laughs> okay. 
just making sure. Oh, <laughs> and we also have uh, the character Emily Valentine in this episode, who is a classic, right. classic character, mm-hmm. who in the next episode will drug Brandon. And the episode after that, she will set something on fire because Brandon doesn't love her enough. Well, as you have to. I mean, she's got to get her point across. Arsonist of my dreams, Emily Valentine. Yes. So uh, David is doing a video yearbook as creepily as humanly possible. <laughs> he's like, he's making sure to get like everyone who's a series regular on the video. He's like, the three amigos, Steve, Kelly, and Donna. Dylan this... McKay and Brenda Walsh, popular and undiscovered. <laughs> this was the weirdest scene because it felt... I didn't know this show very well. And I, I guess once they started showing more of him, I'm like, oh, I guess he's a regular. I didn't realize that that was Brian Austin Green. I'm not... I didn't... I don't really know the, the actors on this show. You really you do have face blind. If you couldn't tell that was Brian Austin Green, even well, in like, tight-sized form. His, you didn't see his face at the beginning. He was just, like, holding a camera. And okay. he was, like, POV. But, like, um, even later on, like, I'm, I, I realize it's him, but, like, I didn't know he was that big of a role in the show because he kind of yeah. acts like a, like a, like you're saying, like a dweeb. Like, in, in the like- 90s stuff that I watched, he's the character that would get eaten by a monster in the beginning or something, you know? Like, like- honestly, by, like, the end of the show, he's, like, the lead of the show. Really? That's yeah. weird. That's weird. I guess you're starting, you're trying to, like... Like, are you trying to live his his high school life through him, I guess? Like, he meets the popular kids and well, then it becomes all about them? It's actually, no, it's, originally it's it's through the eyes of Brenda, uh, Brenda and Brandon because they're, like, the fish yeah, out of water. Yeah, because don't they're they from, move from yeah, Minnesota They move from Minnesota right? to here. So they yeah. just don't give a fuck. It's <laughs> supposed to be, like, a family drama about their family, the Walshes. Then the parents are, like, quickly removed because they're boring. They're not even yeah. in this episode. And, so how did it move to David? Uh, just because, like... No one's there. Shannon Doherty was fired. No one likes Shannon Doherty? Shannon Doherty was fired, like, by season four. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. uh, She's always fired by season four. Exactly. (laughs) This was the beginning of being fired by season four. (laughs) There's Uh, a reason why she does this, like, to go to college in your pajamas commercials now. Allegedly. What, that's uh, not her? Are you saying that's not her? No, I'm her? saying there's a reason for... Yeah, she's uh, apparently hard to deal with, allegedly. You don't say. Uh, let's see. Um, Luke Perry was gone. He was just like... Because you know who's Luke Perry? He was a big deal. <laughs> he was a big deal. <laughs> You're right. He starred in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Uh, Jason Priestley, he also left because like, Jason Priestley would rather just be directing, honestly, in Canada. And on True Calling, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that time. Which is only like seven episodes, but it seems like it was a million. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Um, Ian Zeering actually was like, he was also he was bumped up to more of a role too. And it actually was, I would say, for the better of the show. But yeah, so David Austin, like, Brian Austin Green technically became, like, the lead, and like I said, he was the heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ew. And also... That earring was so off-putting. <laughs> hey, he he was, you know, he was a triple threat. He could dance, he could act, and he could sing. What? <laughs> he could dance? You, Jesus That Christ. was literally David Silver's whole thing, is that he was, like, he danced all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you not know about... Brian Austin Green, Green's rapping career as well. No, the, notor- <laughs> the notorious B.A.G. Even I know about that. No, I don't. No. Oh my! Wow, this is like you really are just like virgins. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The only two things I know about Brian Austin Green are that he's married to Megan Fox and he had a rapping career, and that's about it. I didn't even know he was on this show until I looked at the credits. <laughs> wow. This is like, I, uh, do yourselves a favor after uh, this uh, podcast recording. 
just Google "You're so precious to me." It's a scene from <laughs> it's a scene from Beverly Hills 90210. It's a oh Jesus yes uh, during when David is working on his <laughs> musical career. Oh, uh, but yeah. What season of the show is this? That's probably season three. I don't remember so exactly. I'm just, oh, I don't so know. it's not too far season, off. Yeah, I'm actually. just saying, whatever season you say, it's too soon and, and not appropriate. So I was just thinking, like, I hope it's later because at least it makes me more desperate. But I have that song like stuck in my head constantly, basically, oh, and you will too after you hear it. Jesus. Um, but yeah. Uh, so he's this, doing the video diary, right? Yeah, the video he's, diary. And basically, they're, they're all like, go away, David, blah, 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 you're so annoying. Meanwhile, this choir thing is still happening. And Andrea, remember, it's not Andrea, it's Andrea. Andrea. She's trying to, she's like, hey, Brandon, Citizen Kane's on Saturday. Remember when I bought the tickets months ago because I'm obsessed with you? And he's like, I have a date with my girlfriend, which she has. Then she just throws all this shade, basically, at Emily Valentine. And she, you guys liked her the most? I, yeah. I didn't. I mean, the other ones were unrepenting assholes. So she looked yeah. fine. In she was like the. She was like the worst. The best of the worst. Yeah. Basically. Well, she wasn't invited to the party, so you didn't get to see her be a bitch about it, which everybody else was. Yeah. But then, like the people inviting her to the party were bitches. Like everyone were they assholes. Were all, like they were all like assholes, but at the same time, Scott fucking sucked. Well, I yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like every single person was an asshole. Like I literally, I literally wanted to kill the mom. Oh my god, so I wanted to kill this character so we bad. We have got to wait on the mom. We have to. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Who plays Limbo at like no a high school birthday? Party. Who does a lot of things? Who plays Limbo like at all? Really, but oh. especially at a high school party. God. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so let's get back to where Scott is wearing a literal cowboy hat. So. Oh, we'll, we'll get to there. We'll get to that. So also, uh, if you, if I'm sure you guys noticed at least one thing about this episode. It's clearly uh, at Sunnydale High School. Yes, that is also West Beverly yeah. High School. Yes. And I actually noticed like the principal lady or whoever she was. She was a teacher in an episode of Buffy in the one episode with Clay Duvall as the Invisible Girl. She's the teacher who gets like suffocated. With a bag. Oh, yeah, with a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good for her. Yeah. Getting, getting work at Sunnydale High always. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Scott, Scott Scanlon, guy who is the focus of this episode, is wearing a cowboy hat at school. Uh, literally a cowboy hat. We're not even, it's, it's Staring awful. at all of them, like all of the popular kids, the regulars, like a crazy person. Like he has murder in his <laughs> eyes. And like, like, we should say, like, when we're saying he's wearing a cowboy hat, it's not like they're, they're, they go to school at some place where that's like a normal thing to wear. He looks like a psycho. They go to it's school like in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and it makes no sense. And like, it's not even like that's the, the, the in like look. Cause some of the, obviously the style is a little bit dated. Yeah. Cause it's like, 1990. It is, it is so, like, it, it makes no sense that he's wearing that. It's, like, a very, very overt cowboy hat. He even wears, like, some plaid with it. And it just, and then, like, jeans. He looks like he walked off a ranch. And they live, and he lives in the suburbs. It's not like he even works at he a ranch. He looks like he wishes he wa- walked off a ranch. It's so weird. And they don't ever comment on it. Like, it's, is, or is that, like, something they make fun of him for in the first season? They don't even, like, really acknowledge him. Yeah. Well, they like, shouldn't. <laughs> David, like, David is his friend, but, like, they never really even acknowledged Scott ever. And it's like, well, no wonder you're not going to 
keep being a regular. Yeah, the trouble with this is that I guess you're supposed to sympathize with him for being, like, the awkward, like, lonely kid. Because there's obviously other shows that have done, line, like, storylines like this. Yeah. Where like, it's, like, the Hills, Like, school shooting episode, basically. Right. Or just, like, in general, a lot of 90s shows, this is very popular because, not to get too real, this is when a lot of that stuff was going on. Like, gun oh, violence I, and stuff. I like to get real. I like yeah. to get real all the time. Because especially in response to... I mean, this is probably actually pre-Columbine, but... Oh, yeah, definitely. It was... It was still, like, like it was very zeitgeisty to... I mean, they mention it in the episode. Mm-hmm. It's too political to talk about gun rights, like, with Andrea. So mm-hmm. there's a reason why they did this episode. It wasn't just because of, you know, they felt like doing some weird special episode. It was because they're trying to, like, you know, get some popular, you know, headline-ripping kind of stuff in. Yeah, but, like, that's what I was going to ask, too, because, like, okay, so since LaToya seems to know more about all of this than us uh, oh. so was this was this like event television well, like when well, this aired remember in I, I only watched this uh in uh like FX yeah. reruns because i was only two years old when this aired. yeah but yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was a big deal yeah i'm sure we could probably find like the original promo yeah because i feel like okay if it's if it's episode 214 that's probably like mid-season mm-hmm. so i feel like that was probably like it was on purpose, I think, yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. And this is, like, a huge hit at the time as well, like, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure this was yeah, this immediately was... a hit. Yeah, they, that's why they, like, so rejiggered it, a... it around so it could be more of a hit. So it's like, not about this family, but, but you know, the glamorous <laughs> L.A. lifestyle. Like... Yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know that this was necessarily, like, you know, the biggest hit of the mm. entire show or anything, but it was a huge... I, th- mm. I mean, let's see. Yeah, like it, it averaged seventeen point six million viewers. This yeah, and season. then by the by the fourth season, it was number one in its Dang. entire time slot, which is that's tough to do mm. in any year, especially nineteen ninety three and four, which was pretty much like it was not like it was competing against small shows. That was like up against you know Murder She Wrote and Married with Children and um, Chance. What else? Well, it, it would have been like in the like same network, but yeah, I know. The Nanny, uh, Dinosaurs. Oh wow, yeah. And the nanny yeah, was fucking and huge. Ensemble series, <laughs> um, the Simpsons. It sounds ridiculous to say, but the nanny was fucking. Ah, uh, no, the, but like, like, oh, since we're getting like all these stupid ass reboots that we don't want, we should just reboot the nanny because I actually do want that. I would totally but watch just, that. That's just as an aside, right there. But, but let's reboot it on CW. Yeah, but it just it was it was a like very... a Jane the Virgin type of show. I would totally watch that. <laughs> I would watch the fuck yeah. out of that. Um, but yeah, like, the shows that were on at this time were very, like, um, I mean, it wasn't all amazing, but, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a big Home deal, Home Improvement was basically. on around there, and, like, 48 Hours, it's Law and Order's, like, heyday, and then all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Melrose Place came on right after it. So it yes. was it was a huge, like, I think it's also around the time of, like, Fresh Prince and Blossom and all that stuff, too. Murphy Brown. But, um, so it was, it was a huge deal. But I also think that the, the struggle with this episode in particular is they're trying to make it a very compelling story where you feel like either David or Scott, either one of them, you're supposed to be compelled by them as a character, like, to, to care about, you know, when they get in with the popular group. Because shows or movies that involve, like, situations like this where there's some weirdo who's, who's, like, you know, <laughs> like, trying to get in because he wants to be cool and he's got the weird friend he has to ditch in order to do that, that's a very, very common trope. And it usually comes back to bite them, but in this one it didn't. I guess it kind of did, but... I think my biggest, like, actual problem with the episode is the fact that they don't really address the fact that, you know, sometimes you just, like, grow apart from people. Especially since Scott was still, like, basically acting like a child. He really was. And and you're you're not really sympathizing in the sense that you're supposed to, because he's a very boring, weird person. Like, you're supposed to make that person at least likable. 
And then this, and his mom's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Like, and again, <laughs> I could kind of see why he st- he stopped being friends with them because if he had to go over there, and the mom was that crazy and he was that boring. Of course, you're. I mean, there's some element that is he wanted to be a popular kid, and that's all there too. But it just felt very forced. It's just like for the most part, it's because Scott was lame. Exactly. Like, which is like he wouldn't have wanted to hang out with him even if he wasn't hanging out with like all the the, the popular kids. Exactly. And like he would have grown like a grown. I think he from kind him. of even says that. Like, obviously, he started to become popular because he just like stalked them until they submitted. But like, <laughs> even prior to that, he says he's been growing apart from him for like he said like five or six years. He's like, I haven't really spoken to him since middle school or something like that. So. And there are other people who agree with him. Like, you find out he, later on, other people did the same thing with Scott. So it's like, he's just a weirdo, and people sometimes stray away from a weirdo. <laughs> and also, the thing about David, like, being in the group is, like, as like mentioned in this episode, basically, is Donna has a huge crush on him. So, of course, like, she'll be like, hey, hang out with me and my friends. Poor Scott does not have that situation. And the, it's not like we're trying to rag on Scott. Scott is... Very capable of making his own friends. Scott just seems obsessed with David. I that's one of my first things is like I, I'm waiting for this to be about Scott being in love with David, but he never <laughs> he never made it that way. He was like obsessed with him. Like he was following around and like yeah, like ask him about the man on the street interview they did like just that afternoon. It was which by the way weird. when they show that later in the episode, I'm like, well then now I even feel even like less for scott because david was like being like really like cool to him earlier in the episode yeah and scott had to like get like stalker on him yeah basically exactly yeah uh but yeah so scott uh david's like i'm busy right now because he is busy right now and then like david just walks like walks away later and scott's fucking mom literally corners him at okay school. i had so many questions about this from the very beginning because when she starts <laughs> she, okay she's behind a tree she whispers <laughs> i have notes she's sitting behind like a huge birch tree in fact it's the same tree that they're usually leaning on in buffy if you ever seen buffy it's, it's probably the tree that giles walked into yes when buffy i honestly said, you think have it sex is. With my mother i think it was it was definitely it was a huge like tree in the middle of the courtyard and she's like like hiding behind it first of all she does she a teacher there no. So why is she at school? <laughs> like she just keeps going to that goddamn school. That's weird. And then like secondly, <laughs> she's like hiding behind a tree in the middle of an uh, it's, it's in the middle of a huge yeah. assembly outside, and she is just sitting there, not sitting there, standing there behind the tree, and whispers like David, David, and it's like <laughs> that's really so creepy. creepy. And like when he goes over to talk to her, I'm like, are they like fucking or something? Like why? Is so- <laughs> oh no. Well, like if it had been a better looking mom, maybe that would have been the story. But like she was also really weird looking, and she was very much mom looking. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like why is she here? And the more I think about it, now that you're saying that she literally had no reason to be there, I thought she would maybe work there or something or work nearby. Like that's a weird thing to do to show up at school and talk to one of your 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 friends, your son's friends. To organize a party with them, which is so bitchy because she's like invite er- like she she's making him do oh, like she's all a the bit work. for the world one. Oh my god, it's gonna be that Saturday. It's Scott's 16th birthday, like, and she's like invite people, like 25 people need to be at this party. She doesn't invite anyone. David's like, I'm supposed to be emceeing the big dance for the big game, <laughs> and he's like 16 like, years old. Like, why is he in charge of this? That's too young to assume that he's going to be able God to... God has no friends! Yeah, well, that's that. That's always been but true. But she still doesn't, like, acknowledge that, really. No, she's a psycho. Well, if she, if he's if he's only hanging out with his mom, no wonder he's a weirdo. It's kind of all... It's partly her fault, I think. But, so she's like... She's like, David, you have to invite people, and... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Um, I just... I'm looking at the Scott uh, character page, 
And like, I forgot about this, but now I feel like an asshole because later in season three, uh, David and Donna help Scott's younger sister, Sue, who announces that her her uncle's been sexually abusive. And it's implied that Scott was molested himself. Really? Oh, Jesus Christ. I Of course, I doubt that was what they were going for. No, here. Like, they never even that's mentioned a ret- it. That's a retcon if ever there oh, was one. Because, come on. But, like, no, but yeah, you make Scott more miserable, fault. basically, in season three. <laughs> but, after he's died. But I swear to God, there's no, there's there's absolutely no hint. I mean, and then not to be like, it, obviously, that means it never happened. That's the show retconning. You can do whatever it wants, but... Like in this, yeah, especially in the nineties, no one cares. There's no, there's no inclination. Is the uncle even in the, at the party? Is that the guy? No. no. What's this? That's, is nothing. This is dad. Has nothing to do with what's going on. So it's very. It's... Did he even have any sisters? <laughs> I thought he had old brothers. Apparently, in this episode too. Like, there must have been a sister there somewhere. We, did, we didn't see exactly. But, um. So he. Uh, so then David. David goes around David? asking people, and his first response yeah. is from one of them. I don't know if it's again the face blindness. I don't know if it was the, well, the first. The first person he asks is the fifth grade girlfriend. Oh, is she the and first she's all, one? Yeah, I think so. I or I just ignored everyone else because it didn't really matter. And she's just like, eh, I don't really want to. I don't want to, and don't say that. It's embarrassing. Don't bring up the fifth grade girlfriend thing. Oh, Jesus. And just wait till this episode turns to Heather's. Oh, then. Yeah. <laughs> and um, doesn't I forget which one says it? If I think it might be either Brandon or um whoever Jason Priestley is, or is that Brandon? Person? Yes. Um, they say sorry, or maybe it's Luke Perry. Someone says sorry, dude. I'll be in Baja. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what kind of a sentence is that? Dylan. Dylan's a, a surfer. Jesus. That's like the that's like the 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 peak of his like surfer dudeness though I would say like he doesn't go like he's never gonna call anything too. Yeah, but like what kind of a response is I'll be in Baja? <laughs> like, it was just so just say I'm busy like saying like I'll be in Baja. He'll just, be in Baja though. He, like he's not at the party because he's in Baja. <laughs> God, in Baja. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Tori agrees uh, to go though. Donna, yes. Oh, sorry, yes, Donna. We're, we're, we're getting spelling. character names. She's the one who has a crush on David, right? Okay, yeah, so that explains yeah, that's how I know. that. But she only agrees to go if everyone else goes. <laughs> yeah, that's a very like massive stipulation. She says she's not a pushover, but she's such a. Pushover. But like, so that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, if this show were trying to be cool in some ways with this, it would just have her go, and then she'd find out that Scott's actually a cool guy, and it was whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> but, like, it's not just that. Like, even she's kind of a dick about it, where she's just like, I don't really want to go if nobody else goes. So, like, that, so you're but, not helping anything. But later she go. does actually, she convinces them all to yeah, go. Yeah, but that's, like, when you could tell, like, David's at the end of his rope. But that was that was his own, like, I don't know. It felt very tacked on. Like, okay, I guess we should just get them all there. Like, I don't know why they had them but, all say no in the first place. Because they all eventually come. Because they don't know this kid at no. all. Well, they know yeah. David, though. And they're, they're all acting like jerks to David. Like, they don't want to go hang out with him either because at this point still david's just like kind of like the little kid brother basically yeah and they're all just sort of like they all just act so blasé about everything it's so like would you want to okay you're in high school (laughs) your friend ish is asking you to go to this kid you don't know go to his birthday party on saturday last minute what do you say i mean i get it but I feel like I feel like there's there's obviously he's desperate, so you could maybe plan to go for a little bit and leave. That would be the real douchey thing to do is show up and leave. But showing up is so 
like, I think high school was a lot about people who would show up who didn't even want to be there and they'd let you know. Like, that's also very high school-y, to actually go and be the mean girls that show up and don't like your party. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the very... Well, why are they dicks for not wanting to go at all? Well, they're just, being, they're, like, we're not going. they're so, like, overt. They're not even, like, being subtle. They're just like, no, I don't want to go to that idiot's party. Like, it's insane. <laughs> It's so like geez, just just pretend you just have other th- at least the one at least Baja is like an excuse but that's not even a good one but <laughs> something it's it's his excuse <laughs> it was his plan well, that's why you're like you're such a you act like I don't even like Dylan I fucking hate Dylan but you act like it's a bullshit excuse when it's literally well I didn't know what plan. it was well, for my from in my own defense I didn't know that he actually like was gonna go to Baja it sounds like a really like legitimately stupid it's like like I'm just gonna be in Baja like, like he just lied honestly if if any of them would be like sure uh, I'll go it would have been Dylan if he was not going to Baja <laughs> Dylan. so uh so then they- uh, but yes okay so. Let's get this back on the correct path. Well, the party which is starts, actually right? before he's before he starts even asking any, everyone. Scott invites him to like his birthday dinner, which it would be like before the party. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "I'm busy," and Scott doesn't even know that he's like planning the stupid party. But like the thing is about the birthday dinner is like, who is he going to the birthday dinner with? Because his parents are at the party. We see later. I don't know. I, I thought someone, maybe and someone was... was driving the car. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Was it the uncle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, they don't really ever oh, show shit. you, do they? No, they never say. No. But, yeah, so he says, I'm busy. But he does let uh, Scott pick a, a song for the school radio, like, to play. Like, any song he wants. Uh, and yeah, that scene, again, nice. really, like, heightened the homoeroticism of it. <laughs> because he puts on his, like, headphones and, like, taps him on the shoulder. He's like, you do you, bro. Like, it was so... <laughs> weird like it was the scene should have like transitioned to like now scott has like taken david's clothing he also like skinned him alive basically and that's the end of the episode and scott i mean like i'm not trying to say i if scott had a crush on that makes more sense to be honest but it was more like he he was just like like he was so happy that david was giving him attention in that moment that he felt it felt like radiant like he was just like beaming at him it was very weird and it was just not it was not a very friendly vibe. That's why I kept getting this weird. But then they kind of cut that off after the party starts because they both they're all dancing with the girls and everything. But like I, we'll talk about that. But the, the lead up didn't. Am I wrong in reading that? Like it felt like Scott was kind of had like a weird crush on him. And he, I maybe he did in the sense like he was obsessed with like living that life. Like he wanted to be David. And yeah, I see that yeah. in a way. I got that but vibe. like it's weird too, just because I also feel. Like, part of their popularity and everything is based on their socioeconomic status. Mm. Wow, big words, right? But, like, so I don't even know why Scott wasn't already, like, worried about David becoming one of them and leaving him. Because, like, David is rich, too. Yeah. Oh, is he? he? That's yeah. Cool. So you couldn't even tell because they all have, like, those, like, classic, like, plaid, you know, buttoned up to the top t-shirts from the 90s. So it didn't look very... Rich. No, that was kind of the vibe. Nothing looks rich. They're all grunge at the time. Yeah, but so, in a way, I feel like maybe David, again, without those people, he would always have drifted away from Scott. Poor middle class Scott. (laughs) Poor middle class Scott. (laughs) Um, He's suffering. So David, again, like, asked them all again. Steve, like, for the eighth time, no, I'm not going. And then Dylan's like, I'm Baja. (laughs) I'm a and Donna again says, "I'll go if everyone else goes." 
and Kelly says maybe next year, and Steve says maybe never. Which there won't be yeah, next what was year. That, be... that was a douchey thing to say. I'm saying Steve like... for the most part is a douche. Okay. <laughs> Until like Never. he be like Steve, Steve surprisingly is the character that has the most most character growth of everyone on this goddamn show. While well, everyone started out so terrible. Yeah, while everyone devolves, he evolves, which is insane to think. <laughs> but yeah, Scott tells Donna that like I mean, David tells Donna that Scott's mom makes him feel like he's eight years old, and that's when she says basically she promises to get everyone together. Uh, and then we go to the party, which is cowboy themed, of course. I didn't know Limbo like, was necessarily cowboy themed. I don't know why they're green cowboy hats either. So it's a, it's a lot of things that make no sense. But apparently, I have it's no idea themed. why they're wearing the cowboy. I didn't. In fact, right now, until you just said that, I didn't realize it was cowboy themed. I thought they just had his hats around. <laughs> it didn't track to me because it makes. Like, it looks, they look like, they don't even look like cowboy hats, yeah. they look like leprechaun hats. I mean, that's like what I thought, too. Hats. I thought it was, like, Irish-themed or something. It's because they're poor, remember? They're poor middle class. <laughs> so they couldn't afford... The house is pretty big. She, I mean, it's not like hats. it's like a... But, yeah. He's got a new guns added to his collection. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, super poor, so it's just, like... Because really their dad's spending all the money on guns. Which, by the way, <laughs> PSA, well, guns aren't toys. They're weapons. They should always be treated as such. If only fucking Scott was there to hear that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's so good. Okay, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. Um, so, um, Sup- oh, my God. So, surprise. And whoops, it's not a surprise yet because it's actually Kelly and Brenda and Steve and Donna. Yay, they showed up. And Kelly is, by the way, I guess dressed appropriately for the party because she's wearing like this Native American jacket <laughs> thing. Like fucking Dave Rose would be like, "Oh, she's one sixteenth Navajo too." <laughs> yes. So yeah, and she they all they all wander in while it's still dark, so they get the surprise for themselves. And it's like, ah, it's actually just the popular kids. <laughs> but like, uh, well, I want to mention too when when they the party all starts before they even show up. Um, the mom, again, quarters David and is like, where are all the kids you invited? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so aggressive. She's such she's a like, good time. I bitch. I, just, like, I wanted to kill her. I think she's, she's like the worst like character God. for me on the whole show. And in a show of like terrible people, she was the worst one for me. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, if she's gonna be saying that kind of stuff, like, you're not supposed to like her, right? Like, she's supposed to be unlikable. I don't I even get no, I felt like we were actually supposed, supposed to sympathize to care about with her, her at the end, and I was like, no. no. Why are you, You're like, garbage. trying to force his stupid-ass Transformer toys onto David? Honestly, <laughs> except for, like, the way he treated Donna, I was with David, like, when he snapped at her at the end of the- like, Yeah, I was too. Yeah. yeah. The only thing, like, I didn't agree with David's behavior was, like, how he was constantly a dick to Donna. But, um, yeah, so they show up, and by the way, there's, like, five different balloon pops in the episode foreshadowing- <laughs> Yes. I'm sure they were all like, I guess that was another balloon pop when, you know, the shot happens, but no, no, it was <laughs> oh not. God. And so outside the house, um, Brandon and Emily are actually there and they're, they're late and they run into Scott. So the surprise, to Brandon's uh, genius excuse is that we were walking the dog. <laughs> what dog? Like, Scott asked. Is there a dog there? <laughs> what an it's idiot. Terrible. He's like valedictorian, but he's fucking... Walking the dog, and so they're all they're all they all come out basically come to running say, out. Listen. It's actually a really creepy scene where they all in like, the dark run yeah, in the dark. The house is still dark. They all come running out of the house to say surprise. But there's something about people running out of a dark house like that. It just <laughs> like, looks very there's unnerving. There's a massacre happening. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 
Scott's first question is honestly, where's Brent? Is, is Brenda here? Is Brenda here? Is Brenda here? Yeah, and you're like, lucky not Dylan's like, not here to you. kick your ass. Like, not thank you for coming, or like, oh, is this the best birthday ever? It's just, is Brenda here? <laughs> and and then when he finds out, yes, he says, far out. He says far out. Like, no wonder David doesn't want to hang out with him. <laughs> what a weirdo. He, what, a, what, what an absolute weirdo. They're this all isn't like strange. an ironic Brady Bunch thing. He says far out in 1991. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But like. They all go in and this is when uh, the mom gives David shit for his friends ruining the surprise and not bringing presents. And like, fuck you, lady, right? That was unreal. Like, okay, you could tell just by looking at Scott's face that this is like making his year. And he's like, they all came. And she's like, they all came and ruined the party. They ruined the surprise and they didn't even bring presents. It's like, well, what do you want? First, you're mad because no one shows up. Now you're mad because they show up without presents. Like, guess what, lady? We're not all six years old anymore. Exactly. We can't have those types of birthday parties. And I feel like that's a huge part of why he acts like such a child. Mm -hmm. It's his mom, his mom is yeah. so patronizing. It's just like he like leans into it or something. I don't know because it just seemed. Un- I feel like she like infantilized him or something. Yeah, Brendan and Emily were literally one minute late. I bet they were like following them in like the car or something, and they just got out of the car. Probably. Like, it would have been weirder if they had showed up like after the surprise. Even that would have been fine. I guess it's just that they ruined the surprise, but they don't even really ruin the surprise because he just acts like he's confused. Yeah, and then he's just really happy. Scott's an he's idiot. Says far out. Yeah, Scott's not even like upset. He's just kind of like what. If they had actually run out earlier and said surprise, he still wouldn't have been surprised. Like, <laughs> like, like, seeing Ren in there with Emily is not enough for him to say, hey, why is he in my house? Then you know he's just an idiot, basically. Because he should know the only reason that Brandon would ever come to his house is if he's been, like, blackmailed at the <laughs> party. Um, but yeah, this come is on. when David basically says to Donna, is like, that, I can't believe how clueless that woman is. He goes on about how this is making Scott's year, blah, 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 blah. He has no friends, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Scott overhears. Yeah, Scott but, hears him say, no one would have come if it weren't for me. But actually, I thought that was funny. I laughed at that part. Yeah, it was great. But also, Scott really doesn't care. Like he, No, that's so weird, like whole, right? Oh, shucks. I'm so sad. But like that doesn't play like a factor into anything that happens. In I the- know. Isn't he talking to David again? Like... Like, literally, like, a minute later. They're dancing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like time. David basically saves it, too. I don't get it at all. It's just really poorly written. Like, yeah. you can't follow the plot. Like, it, it, one minute it's, like, you know, he's he's upset about Scott, say, or he's upset about David saying that Scott's, like, a weirdo, and Scott's face is all fallen. And the next minute, it's like nothing has ever he even just, happened. He just, like, it's actually weird, because he just kind of, like, takes it, like, to the point where, like, when they're all leaving later... He's like, oh, you can leave too, David. I know you don't want to be here. It's like, maybe you have a little bit of a backbone. I could. That's what I was actually mad at him for. Like, just have some kind of spine. Because he doesn't even, like, just say that he's angry about this, which he really should at a certain point. At some at some point, if someone doesn't stand up for themselves like that, like, what are you even trying to do? Like, you can't... You're not going to like a person who can't, like, say... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's he's hard a wet to, noodle, basically. Yeah, like, you can't, you can't, like... You can't... I don't know. To me, like, when some, if someone doesn't do that... It's mm-hmm. it's hard to actually find them like a worthwhile person to talk to because they have no personality. Like yes. he's like so bland. Like he's, the usual way this plot would go is that he would stick up for himself to David. Exactly. That, yeah, that would have made more sense because then you'd be like, okay, I get it. Like he was upset, but he still wants him to like. I mean, there are, obviously you could tell he was hurt by it, but like it just felt like one minute he was hurt, one minute he didn't care, and it just felt it felt like he was just like a complete, you know, like you're saying, like no- noodle. Like he is. 
a doormat. And it's not, like, to say, like, you know, being a doormat is his fault, but it's a little bit his fault if he can't, like, try and... He's at the age where you're supposed to, like, grow a backbone and, like, start standing up for yourself or something. It's all his mom's fault. Yeah, otherwise he'll end up just like the mom, or he'll actually just end up even weirder. Because the be mom's like the one basically fi- passive-aggressively fighting his battles. Exactly. And, like, the mom shows up at his school to confront one of his friends about inviting people to a birthday party that he didn't even know about until five minutes before. Like, that's a weird move for your mom to make. You should be, like, mortified by that. Him letting her do that, and then finding out about it afterwards, and then finding out that she's, like, yelling at David about stuff... He should have at least apologized for his mom. That would have been interesting, where he was like, sorry, my mom can be a little bit much. And you'd be like, okay, now he has a personality. He doesn't like that his mom dotes on him, but that's just, like, something he has to live with or something. But he has none of that. He has no personality whatsoever. Exactly. It's like a complete piece of cardboard. Um, oh, but yeah, so they, they cut two back in the party, and I must say, I just love the shot of Emily sitting between Steve and Brandon with her stupid leprechaun cowboy hats. Wondering how long do they have to be there? <laughs> she was not even subtle either. Like that was that was a little bit damn. I mean, I was like, Jesus. Can't, can't you tell she's too alternative for all of this? Look at her hair. <laughs> Look, at she, her she's hair. fantastic. And yes. Steve is like, he's still dealing with all this, but then it's limbo time, and he's like, it's time to fucking go. Okay, like. In what world do a bunch of, like, 16 to 17-year-olds, is that how old they are, I'm guessing? Yeah, if they're, 15, if they're, like, 17 because they're older than Steve and... Like, Dylan's going to Baja, or Brendan's going to Baja. So one of them's Dylan's going to, going to, to Baja. Baja. <laughs> yeah, like, I well, don't Dylan, think he wants to Well, Dylan limbo. is just... He grew up very fast. His father's in, his father's in prison. He's a, a poor little rich boy. He has a lot of, you know, brooding backstory. Hmm. But, like, Dylan. those are the types of people that want to do limbo at a party. Like, that is lame for, a, like, a 13-year-old, really. Or even, like, a 12-year-old. Yeah, say it's, not. like, your bar mitzvah. You don't want to be doing limbo. That's weird. Right? That's, Am like, that should be, like, the, think about just how old you would be where you would not want to do limbo. Unless it's, like, ironic hipster limbo. Right, like, there's a, there's a, there's a gap. Because once you hit, like, I guess, like, 35, it's finally, like, you know, not cool, but, like, it's ironically funny to do or something. Mm-hmm. And even, like, like, 30s, I guess. <laughs> But, like, not when you're 16. Like, 16 is right in the sweet spot of, like, I'm never gonna even... Like, even just her bringing out the limbo stick. It's not that they're not... They're obviously not gonna limbo themselves. Mm -hmm. They would never do that. Mm -hmm. But they don't even want to be at the party that's having limbo happen. Completely (laughs) earnest A cowboy-themed... Like, how does that... I don't know. It's like a... Like multi, like how does limbo fit into a cowboy? Honestly, when she brings out that limbo stick, I was I was so confused. (laughs) How can they not be tapping out by the time limbo happens? (laughs) Right, and then they're kind of. I mean, like you want to talk about how douchey they are too. It's sort of they all kind of like we gave you our time and our our energy, even though we're popular kids, and this is how you repay us. (laughs) Like we're out of here. Like it felt like they were like. I feel like they thought it was bad, but like how can you imagine it will be this bad? Yeah, and leprechaun they also, cowboy hats. And they also kind of were just like, you know, we can't be seen at a party that Limbo happens at, pretty much. And they were just all like kind well, of piecing out. Well, this is but... before they all peace like peace out, peace out. Uh, this is well, they were they're threatening things. a peace this out when, at that point. Like this is when David saves things and makes them like do the dance. Yeah, David basically like sh- like he starts a dance party out of the way and then decides to uh, like okay. There's also like. Um, how long I think you're talking about the Emily part where she says how long do we have to be here <laughs> and then someone I think it's either is it Dylan or someone else says to her it would be Brandon because Dylan's in Baja but he says we're on borrowed time as it is yeah, <laughs> like, it was Brandon. crazy 
And like he wasn't saying it quietly to her. Like everyone could hear him say that. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, it was also not like a friend party. Yeah. It also had like his dad and his siblings, I guess. Yeah, and like cousins his like younger siblings, like his like aunts and uncles are there. Are there? It's just like it was his family, and then these kids. And see, that makes sense to me. Like, you would have Limbo at that kind of party. I could see Limbo at a family party. But not when you have these kids here. Like, you have to... I mean, come on. What kind of parent doesn't know, like, their kids don't want to be embarrassed by Limbo? Like, that's... They might as well gonna pin the tail on a donkey, you know? Like, it's just not a, not a teen uh, birthday party kind of thing. So either they're there and you don't do Limbo and don't even bring it up. Or you just, you know, wait until they leave and do it with just a family when they do stuff later on. And but. the mom, when she corners uh, David, she's even like, it's the big one. It's 16. Like, if you know this is, this is a big party, why would you do all of this? <laughs> she, like, ruins it for him, practically. And... There's also a scene when they all start to kind of get up and go after the limbo before David says it, where she just corners them, and she's like, wait a minute, you can't go. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, these are the popular kids, and it's like, I'm not trying to act like you I should, like... at this point it's about being popular, because, like, I don't see anyone enjoying this. Yeah, and it's, and, but it's also just, like, you, you can't treat people who your son wants to be friends with. By, like, scolding them like that publicly. She, Over, she like, treats everyone. Like, she treats everyone like this. Yeah, well, she, like, yells at them. And it's like, what are you... And then, like, it's it's awkward because at first she's just sort of like, you can't go. Like, we didn't even do this and, and everything. And they're all just kind of like, uh... They, I, they're all look, like, shocked that she even says anything because it's like, you're a mom. What are you doing talking to us about this? <laughs> but, yeah. And they all kind of don't know what to say. They're all... Da- okay. So, yeah, so they're all dancing. And they're having they're having fun dancing. Like, they are legitimately yeah. having fun. And I'm, I was enjoying it just because Tori Spelling cannot dance. And that was amusing to me. It <laughs> yeah. was so amusing to me. And, like, at one point, fucking Scott is dancing with both Brenda and Kelly. He's probably he has a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And then Emily and Brandon sneak off to, like, make out. Oh, this is, like, my favorite part of the whole episode. Well, yeah. That, again, that's not even that weird a thing to do. It's, like, a high school teenagers. party. Yeah. Like, but they go to the kids' bedroom, which was, like, the creepiest thing in the world. You know well, what? Honestly, that could have been floor. like that was the kids' bedroom, but it could have been Scott's bedroom for all we know yeah. too. Because honestly, but we'll the thing is later that not, as but... soon as they're all having fun and dancing, that's when the mom's like, "Fuck this! It's cake time." <laughs> yeah, like why wouldn't you let that go? Like she actually turns off the music. I think I'm like, well, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. She was then, so like, upset with them for dancing. <laughs> I do have to mention too, it was such a throwback because like the uh, the OG version of like kids on their cell phones at parties was like all these kids on their Game Boys, like these little tiny Game Boy colors. They're all just, like, <laughs> sitting there not paying attention. It like, wouldn't scaring. even be Game Boy Color. It would just be a Game Boy. Game Boy. Oh, yeah. So it was just, it was so funny to me because it, it was like nothing has changed. And they weren't like, obviously, this is an old show. They weren't even trying to make a joke about like modern technology. That was just like them putting in what was happening at the time, which was a bunch of kids staring at their Game Boys instead of paying attention to the party. But nothing has changed. But like the mom really does interrupt all of that just to be like, cake time! Cake like, time! Can they have five? They, they barely <laughs> listen to one song and dance and yeah, to it. Yeah, she, she's like, well, we, you know, we have the kids are on a schedule. Like, gotta get one ready for bedtime and everything. It's like, fuck you! And then, and then like, immediate. I don't understand the timing of this, because, like, literally... I- I think okay. she's taking the kid to get his pajamas. That's what it, what but, it is. But there's so many questions here because she brings... Okay, let's just set a scene up because this doesn't make... I don't think it makes any logical sense because she brings out the cake with the candles unlit 
Then she says, oh, I don't have any matches. Go find some matches. Then well, she, like, takes a break to put the kid in his pajamas. Like, why wouldn't you focus well, no, on the, the matches the, yourself? The matches is actually, like, after she's already kicked out Brandon and Emily. She, she's so like, what, why did she bring the cake out? It, it was so weird, right? Like, she brings because the cake out. Because dancing is banned in this house. Like, it's the town from Footloose. <laughs> but she brings the cake out. And then, like, interrupts it. I think she's even holding a cake at the time. She just shows them, it's time for cake. Stop dancing. (laughs) And then then puts the cake aside (coughs) and then doesn't even talk about it for another five minutes while she's getting the kid ready for bed and they get kicked out. It's like, there's there's stuff they wanted to get done here that they just kind of shoved all into one scene because they knew that it was going to have to, you know, get done quickly. They could have just put that scene before the cake part even happens, though. It was really weirdly timed. But But she interrupts his time for cake. Then she goes off to put this, uh, the son Spencer to bed in his bedroom. And put, or I guess it's his bedroom or someone's bedroom. Maybe he's also, diabetic. He can't have You the know cake. what, though? I don't know that it is his bedroom because she says that your pajamas are in the top drawer. So whose bedroom would it be? Interesting. So maybe it is Scott's Why bedroom. Why would he not know? Are, th- are these, like, nieces, like, cousins? It wasn't wait, It wasn't Scott's bedroom because we saw Scott's bedroom later. And it oh, was, yeah, that's uh, true. It was a different but Are these, like... Maybe cousins, yeah, like that's uh, what I was thinking. Uh, with a combination of younger siblings and also cousins, I'm guessing. But she definitely tells him where his pajamas are, so I don't know that you would tell. Maybe a she's a dumb kid that she coddled, yeah. like the other one. He wasn't that young though; he was like seven or eight. He should know where his pajamas are, you know. So, I like, mean, probably was a cousin. She probably still does that to Scott. <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying. This is so bad. <coughs> you can't even tell. Like she's telling him that, but she walks in, and uh, of course. Uh, Brandon and Emily are going at it. Yeah, <laughs> on the bed. Not, Not even, even that, like, like that. Yeah, it's just I mean, it's such a modest thing though, because they're like obviously they could have been so much more. They could have been heavy, fucking hot and heavy. Exactly. We get to that later on, but like <laughs> they're very they're very very chaste about it. To be honest, like mm-hmm. they're just barely. I don't think they're even like lying down. They're just so, like, yeah, they're sitting, sitting down and kissing. kissing. And it's just a high school party. It's like, what do you, like, ha- not that, like, you know, they have family and they have kids there, so she they can be a little... They went away from the children, specifically, so that right. like, it was like they were doing it in the middle of the party. And it's like, you know, she could be annoyed at it, but let's not, like, overreact, like, this is some new crazy thing. Like, this is just their teenagers. She kicks them out. She asks them to leave. Mm-hmm. Like... And then, yeah, then Steve's like, well, if you guys are leaving, I'm leaving too. Like, and then they're all like, we're gonna go to the peach pit. And Donna, and so, because, of course, she has a crush on David, she says, you can come with us. And it's awkward, too, because, I mean, at that point, prior to that, when they were going to all leave, like, you know, it's one of us or it's all of us or none of us. But, like, earlier when they were doing that, they were kind of being dicks about it. But at this point, they've been asked to leave. And I kind of feel like, okay, they are all kind of being solidarity. Like, let's all just leave with you. Like, this mom's a bitch. Like, it didn't feel as much like they were all just, like, flaking yeah, out. Like, it was more, more like, like a prison than a party at this point. Yes. <laughs> And the cake hasn't even been served. It's like, what's the point of staying? (laughs) The cake is never going to get served. And again, because Scott has no backbone whatsoever. When, like, Donna says, David, you can come with us. Scott's like, it's okay. I know you'd rather be with your friends. Aw, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Scott. But then, like, okay, she asked him to get the the matches earlier, and only, only after they leave does he actually go looking for them. They do, they do leave, I don't right? Even, yeah, they leave, but I don't think yeah. she had asked him for the matches yet at this point. Oh, maybe not. Because so actually, just, it's, not even, it's not even for the matches they asked, it's for the lighter, which he, well, we'll talk about that. But no, <laughs> David decides he'll stay because he promised Scott's cousin he'd teach her how to freak. That's what he says. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I did not remember that part, but that's amazing. How old is this cousin? I don't remember that but either. But that doesn't really matter because... You're not teaching anyone how to freak dance at this party where you your friend just got like <laughs> kicked out for kissing innocently. 
And the mom is determined to shut off the music. Yeah. Anyway, so. so you're just going to be like seizing basically because there's no music happening. And also <laughs> she will like, like shut it down immediately. The moment you try to teach this child, I assume how to, Oh freak. yeah, for sure. Like she would be mortified by it. Like she wants, this mom is so delusional. It's like she's obsessed with keeping Scott and David and their friendship in its like child At 11 stage. years old, yeah. And like if you want him to be his friend, you're going to have to let Scott change a little bit. Not that Scott needs to change to be friends with people. He's like he mature. Be himself. They're like he can be himself and he'll find people that are weirdly goofy and young like eventually anyway, but if you want him to stay friends with David, there's got to be some give and take and that's true of any kind of friendship. Like you got to change a little bit just to understand it's like it's you know it's it's compromising it's like you know it's caring about what other people think so it's like not like the kind of thing where he's gonna be like a totally different person but like you know you can't yell at somebody for having opinions and thoughts about stuff like he he likes music this is like his like whole thing right he's the radio dj yeah, he, he loves parties. music so like either you get to like music and be that that obsessed with music, or you're not gonna get this kid at your parties. Like there's no in, in between there. Like he's not the kind of kid who's gonna show up and like have a good time eating cake wearing a leprechaun hat. Like he's gonna want to do something. He blew off adult. his actual plans, which was to MC right. like the dance for this for the, like probably homecoming or something like that or something right. similar to be at the stupid party. And like you're gonna judge him every second of the time. It was ridiculous. She was she was so out of line. It was great. And she's an adult. At the end of the day, she's not even another teenager. She is like a grown woman with several children. I don't know what her, what she was thinking. Also, <laughs> so, even Spencer, the little kids, like, doesn't understand what's up because he says mom. He says mom, so it can't even be a cousin. God damn it. Why, oh, he can't. Why'd you make so those kids she... leave? I wanted to see them make out some more. <laughs> but, like, 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 even he was like, mom, get some chill. <laughs> like, that's kind of what he's saying there, right? Yes. Like, get kind some of. chill. Like, let them, like, have their fucking fun. It wasn't like they were, they were, like, causing a scene or something. They were alone in a room in the dark. It wasn't like it was creepy. Like, they were, like, in front of a kid or something. Like, it was just, it was a misunderstanding. They should have been embarrassed, but they shouldn't have been kicked out of the party. Like, they could have wanted to leave because they were humiliated by it, but she asked them to leave. Like, that's <laughs> insane. Oh, my God. Also, Oh, I, mean, I think she actually would worry even more if Scott had seen them making out. Oh, no. Not Scott's delicate eyes. That's... What do, you, what do you want from your kid? He's, like, a 17-year-old at this point. Like, you gotta... My God, I don't understand. <laughs> but, so, anyway. So, she, this is so, when she asked... Oh Scott to go get the candles and the lighter from uh, the dad's office. It's Scott's birthday. You should ask I know. Else. Why is he doing this shit? She should have the candles out already. And David is still there, we should say. David decided to stay behind. Yes. We mentioned he's going to go freak. for the freak. But, like, he's also <laughs> just sitting around. And, like, he goes looking for Scott at some point. Well, but, like, well not yet, because uh, immediately goes to the, the office where Scott is playing with the lighter and also just knocking over pencils for some reason. He is, like... If he's, looking, the letter, knock him over letter, and if he's he, looking for, like, candles, why would you look for them in a pencil holder and just knock down the pencils? And he grabs a key to the desk drawer and, like, does, like, flips with it and he's, like, spinning it around in his hand. And it's, like, I guess you're supposed to understand, like, he does a lot of stuff with his hands or something? Like, that's, like, a thing he, he, he does? He, well, he thinks he's a cowboy. 
apparently. That's why he's like spinning around the gun like at school. And honestly, the dad finds <laughs> well, ma- alert. the dad finds matches. God. I don't think he finds Instantly. candles, but who knows? Like he was just supposed to find the candles, this kid, and the lighter, which was on the desk. Why are there candles like in an office desk anyway? That's my question. I guess he just bought them and left them there, but that's still stupid. No, that's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so they said, David's like, I'll go, I'll go get Scott. And this is when we get, like, hey, David, check this out. <laughs> this is the dumbest <laughs> scene. The best scene. Um, okay, there's Scott. This is my notes where just Scott is spinning a gun around. And I'm like, and he has this doofy grin on his face like, hey, David, I'm look. I'm boy. <laughs> Yuck. It's like the kid who's like four years old and does that, but it's like a 17-year-old. And it's a loaded, it's it. a he- loaded guns are heavy, so he's like, no, it's yeah. loaded. And he's spinning it around on his hand with one finger. It's not even like he's trying to do it like... I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like it, it, and it's also just like the way he's spinning. It looks so un, like unnerving. Like he, he's spinning it like it was just so strange. Like he's a psychotic, yeah. and his mother passed on a psychotic gene. Yeah. <laughs> like, so and, stupid. And then like, I love that we're not even like we're only like twenty minutes into the episode because only I know. this happens in the first twenty minutes of the episode because it's insane. And David, David is just like stop, Scott, no. Like, don't they even like elongate the no yeah. like it's like the no, no. <laughs> and he drops the gun and it goes off does he even drop it i think he's still spinning it no he, it drops i think he i think he accidentally pulls the trigger i don't even I don't think know he drops, if he drops it, it. I think it drops because like the, the shot the comes from like the lower angle and it doesn't I was, make any sense. It does, it, we learned later that it like shot him in the stomach. I wish it had shot him in the face. What? <laughs> shoot him in the stomach? How did he die from that? Like a stomach wound is. That's what I'm. I mean, that's like, what I don't get be because you don't danger. die from a, you don't die instantly from a gunshot to the stomach. Exactly. Scott does. Scott does. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just really hit that one critical God, artery that Brian is in your Austin stomach. Green does this terrible reaction shot to it where he like. Grips his head, grabs his face. Like, yes. Something in a troll too, where he's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he's just like, but like, it doesn't show any of the actual like carnage. It just cuts to to um to David, and it like lingers on him in the doorway, and he's just like making these crazy reaction faces for like a full twenty seconds. Like it's crazy. I think though that like what's hilarious to me about it is I think just like the show itself realized how useless of a character Scott was because. <laughs> There was no lead up to this death, like whatsoever. No. Like, if you had asked me, like, like starting the episode, if you were to like at, tell me that this was an episode where someone was going to die, I would have been like, "You got to be fucking." And I don't know about you, Sam. I've never seen this. I was completely shocked. I mean, the only thing that was definitely like <laughs> ominous were those balloon pops, and I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what was. going I thought maybe he was going to try and shoot up the party, but he was too friendly the whole time. Like, even when he got shot, he had the doofy look on his face. Like up until the end, he was an idiot. <laughs> And he actually could have really he could have killed David like that's a sick yeah. part of it like what an idiot in general that would have been a crazy plot twist yeah. or at least shot him or yeah something. that would have been more interesting because then it would have been all about like gun safety instead of this it was all about like not making it political don't be a dumbass like Scott and everything's that's... personal and blah blah but it was so and then the whole that's like the first 15 minutes the whole latter half of the episode is just like grief like, how people deal with grief, and it was great. And then also, that's my, my notes, right after, well, first of all, right after he gets shot, I'm like, but how did he die? And then we find out, I guess he bled out or something, but I was like, why don't you call the cop? I don't understand. 
And so, and I, I just, I, in my notes, I just have what just happened, and then I realized... killed him so, immediately, being shot in the stomach. It's like, so now I know why we were watching this episode, because up until that point, it was just sort of like a boring episode, but then I'm like, oh, now I get it. Like, this is insanity. Oh my god, the screen cap that you just sent. Oh god, Jesus, yes. That is Scott I forgot. I've forgotten what the cowboy hat looks like. <laughs> so yeah, so we much. immediately cut to the memorial for Scott at the school, which means more t- creepy choir singing. I don't know why anyone okay okay that, but they did. And this is what and the episode becomes Heather's. Yeah. Because the first one they show is Shannon Doherty as she's just talking she's talking to Dylan and Dylan, Baja dude himself, is like, which one was Scott? That's amazing. <laughs> it's great. That, like, that was a great line. He's like, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but which one was Scott? I thought he was some other kid. <laughs> so good. That's just, like, great. That's just good. That was that was all good. And then they actually show the girlfriend from fifth grade. He's like, I've always Oh, yeah, who's now the grieving him. widow. Yeah, she's like, she's like, Scott was my boyfriend in fifth grade, and I barely said two words to him in high school. And now this happened. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> this bitch. And, then- and Kelly... <laughs> Like, I think she's coming down with the flu. And then Steve just has, like, a sick bird of, like, well, you're doing better than Scott is. <laughs> <laughs> this show, these people are unrelenting assholes. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the best part of it, how big of assholes they're all are. But, like, like Steve doesn't Kelly even, like, the is... kid just died. And you can't even be, like, for five seconds, like, okay, I won't burn on him. K- Kelly's no. having, like, a, a psychosomatic illness all of a sudden. And Steve's mm. just, like... Well, fuck you! This kid's dead! <laughs> I know, maybe he's not supposed to say it, like, I guess it's supposed to be a joke still, right? No, like, he's like, like he's, it's not a joke. But it's it is a burn. Just, it comes across as a burn. It's but, um, such a burn. It, it's, and then it's, we get the, oh my god, I don't know what the name, isn't the name of the school paper The Blaze or something stupid like that? Yeah. That's what they said at the beginning. Um, so, uh, they, and yeah, and David's not at school because David, yeah, couldn't handle school for that day. Um, and then because David's being monopolized by the psychotic oh. mother trying to give him transformer toys. Yeah. <laughs> and God. so for the blaze, Andrea wants to turn, you know, wants to do a full page spread for Scott in the paper. But of course, because everyone's an asshole, she says, you know, it's going to be a lot of work, but it's worth it. I feel like that was so exploitive, didn't it? Well, that's, 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 that's what Dylan's response is, right? Where he or is it Brendan? Again, I, I don't know who they are, but like you should know Brenda and Brandon because they're siblings, they're twins. They're, but they're which one's Brandon? Names. Is he Jason Priestley? Yes. Okay, so Brendan then. Brendan says to her, um, he doesn't want her. He doesn't want her using a tragic yeah, accident she as wa- a springboard for politics. She wants to make it about gun control, about how guns kill people. Right. Which I mean, like. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That's what the whole episode's about, though, but maybe, right? But maybe not make that the first thing you write about. Like, right, just talk, that's make true. it about him, and then later. But like, he do wants it to be thing. only about being personal. I'm like, that also is not really appropriate either, because it was an accident. And what are you gonna say? Like, what an idiot! It's like, just, like, it's like a memorial thing, like asking <laughs> like David about him, not like saying exactly like, hey, he shot himself in the face. He's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> but I also just don't, they're being very unrealistic <laughs> because they're thinking about what it'd be like if one of their friends died. They're not realizing that they're not gonna get two words from anyone about what kind of person Scott was because he was a bland hey, wet fifth, noodle. fifth grade girlfriend has like all the dirt now. Oh, I'm sure. But um, And then, so, you know, of course the mom, I, I love my dead cowboy son. Oh my god. And, and Brandon is like, um, Brandon then decides to start covering the funeral himself. But he like, can't handle he, Andrea doing it. 
and he has to wrangle. And then, then well, Andrea learns is. about how they got kicked out of the party because of the makeout session, and Andrea's like, "What?" <laughs> okay, I didn't get it. Was she like? Does she like him like Andrea's romantically, with Brandon, or was yeah. she just like pissed off because he blew off Citizen Kane no, with her? She has <laughs> a thing for him, even though he's about. been like, "I'm not into you. We're just friends." Right. He's uh, made okay. it clear he's not into her, and they're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's really awkward because, like, as a really dark follow up to the the first half of the episode, um, David now has to wrangle up people to to come to a very dark party, which is the funeral, <laughs> like. <laughs> show the, that scene where he has to ask everyone hey you want to come to the kind of do though because like not everybody shows well, yeah, up and then they, later on they talk about it in, well, in retrospect like, yeah they have the funeral and david's obviously there donna shows up and she actually brings this up later but uh he immediately asks hey is where's kelly and of course kelly is so sick all of a sudden and yeah. david has to like give the eulogy because of this motherfucking Mom, he's a sixteen-year-old kid. He should not be giving a eulogy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You have to volunteer for that kind of stuff, regardless. Not like, with this woman. But you really <laughs> have to volunteer to do that as a child. Like that's a lot to ask of someone his age, especially when he witnessed the accident. Like it's crazy that there's all like now David's in charge of like everybody dealing with this grief. It's like he saw this kid get shot and killed. Like, I know David's probably like tra- David's probably like traumatized right now. <laughs> well, and no, I'm just like go up there and give a eulogy about. A kid you haven't even really talked to in this a year. Is, well, no, this like, is why he went into rap. He <laughs> she, as she keeps repeating, he's Scott's bestest, bestest friend in the whole world. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, maybe I, take David's own advice for it. If he's trying to back away slowly, it's probably for good reason. But yeah. Right? Yeah. David tells Donna that he has uh, had this dream, basically, about that how- was a cool- God, them crazy. being like the 1941 students who did the time capsule and as they're digging up it turns out it's not like just the hole for time capsule it's a coffin and the coffin is david's and then and, he wakes up saying it's not you it's scott and, and he was this, happy this is crazy it starts out with him saying it was the night pearl harbor was bombed and I was just like <laughs> what like i was just like what well, hey, as we learn later david knows history at least better than scott did <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, was that the year of the castle they were digging up? Yes. Yeah, that's because, uh, yeah. Because I was so confused about that. I was like, wait, is he like, like being like, is he like a so reincarnated, like, World War II? Yeah. So it's like, something? oh wow, David's a history buff. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly what it was. He was actually reincarnated. <laughs> that, that's a show. Oh and God, also, totally when the mom is going on about how he he's Scott's bestest, bestest friend in the whole world, ugh, she thankfully doesn't notice when Brandon shows up at the funeral. And she yeah. also, she makes David sit with her and the family at the funeral instead of his own dad. Like, he's like, I'm trying to sit with my dad. He's like, nope, you're sitting with us. And like, there's this crazy hate scene. Her. There's this crazy scene afterwards, too, where I think it's Brendan or maybe it was Luke Perry, but uh, one of them is talking about how, like, this has now put their whole life in perspective, because, like, I should have died yeah, three times. Yeah, that was Brandon, yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, This is a very dramatic show. And it's like, why death. would you... If you're, I hate when people do that when they make it all about their own grief, like, when they're talking to you Well, about that's Brandon how, like, in a nutshell. Yeah, and they're like, like this guy died, so all it can make me think about is how I almost died. And then he says, we're all gonna die. Well, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And he, then he says, I guess someone up there liked me. And then Dylan's like, wait, are you saying someone up there someone didn't, like, didn't Scott? like Scott? And I'm like, yes. And I was like, they're popular till the afterlife. Even basically. God was like, fucking Scott needs to go with backbone. <laughs> that was crazy. I couldn't, oh my god. And then, 
Oh, God. Okay, and then there's, so, then there's this terrible montage of, like, David... Yeah, the next day at school. at school. And, like, people are interrupting him, like, Hey, David, so did you see the gun go off? Yeah, Steve <laughs> asked that, because Steve has no fucking tact. And everyone's just like, how you doing? He's like, I'm doing great. Stop asking me. And it's yeah, because, like, my, my notes I have in quotation marks, David, are you okay? Then it was, like, hyphen from everyone forever. Because Kelly was just, like, says, 30 people. Kelly says, sorry I missed the funeral. Was it creepy? Like, <laughs> Kelly... And also, These people have, have, like, no tattoos whatsoever. <laughs> I, I need to bring up, too, um, everyone's shoes are clunking so loudly in the hallway. <laughs> like, I have to make a note of it. Because I've I thought about long, like, for other parts of the episode, but this is, mm-hmm. like, where it really kind of, like, drove home. This sound is, like, sh- this the show is really, like, shot and edited and mixed so old-fashioned yeah, in ways. Like, the shots are super long. The sounds are all very realistic and, like, um, naturalistic, where it's, like, you hear... If someone, like, sets down... If someone, um, like, shuts their locker, like, you you'll hear, hear it. it. Hear yeah. it. And it's, like... And, like, they're sitting in the hallway talking, and obviously you hear a little bit of, like, a like talking in the background and some shuffling, but, like, this is, like... I, you could hear hundreds of footsteps. Like, it was crazy. I, I kind of actually like, like that. Like, just I did, as too, a but it was just times. a very... It felt very unnerving, because it's not what you usually watch in a teen drama, so it felt, like, very... It was kind of almost, like, hyper-realistic. I don't know that they were going for that, but, like, in retrospect, that's what it comes across as. And, like, shots were really long. Like, it wasn't, like, a shot was, there's not a lot of editing. There is, obviously, editing, and there's, like, you know, they cut between different, you know, faces. They have the two angles and everything, because it's not just, you know, it's not, uh, you know, handheld or anything. But it's, it's still, like, it felt like when someone was talking, there's even, like, a couple of seconds after they finished saying their lines, that the camera would still be on them. Whereas, now, like, nowadays, actually, you cut from that. I, two things. Uh, I actually just looked up who the director of the episode was, and now I kind of think it was intentional. Oh, because okay. the director, he's directed and won Emmys for The Wire, Six Feet Under, Sopranos. Are you fucking kidding uh, me? Yeah, he, like, wow. <laughs> he's done, oh, fuck. I'm going to read, like, all of this because it's fucking amazing. He has directed every great oh, thing possible. Yeah. He has directed every great thing possible. <laughs> Let's see. I'm uh, glad from, I from this that. era, <laughs> Dr. Quinn, Lois and Clark, Northern Exposure, Ally McBeal, Picket Fences, Early Edition, shout out, nice. <laughs> Party of Five, Buffy, uh, The Practice, uh, like I said, Sopranos, CSI Miami, uh, The Pilot of the OC. Wow. Uh, let's see. Actually, was that the pilot or uh, which one? It's the debutante ball, actually, I think. It's either oh, the okay. debutante ball or the pilot. I always forget. What is, which one's the debut? That's why I'm getting confused. That's the debutante ball, I want to think. Yeah, the cotillion, yeah. So, he gave, he gave us our first Anna episode of the OC. Yay! American Dreams, Boston Legal, Alias, Six Fender, Commander-in-Chief, Deadwood, Studio 60, Damages, Friday Night Lights, The Wire, Heroes, Grey's Anatomy, Lost, Three Rivers, Treme, this Undercovers, My Generation, Big Love, Entourage, House, Hung, New Girl, Smash, The Walking Dead, Raising Hope, True Blood, The Killing, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Crossbones, Extent, Manhattan, Homeland, Ray Donovan, Battle Creek, Resurrection, The Americans, Bloodline. I see. I, and I, I could have added more. Was like I'm saying, very naturalistic. It, it actually fits. Like certain shows you listed there are just sort of like general shows that have you know great shots in them. Mm-hmm. But like some of them are very like you know like it's always lauded for their direction. Mind. Yeah. 
and like um I'm trying to think of other shows like House has a lot of that kind of shots mm. uh, Friday Night Lights like Link and The Wire obviously like lingering shots where things are taking longer than they normally would I don't know if it was maybe he was trying to mimic the style of what was already going on because it was probably one of his early you know uh, uh let's see practicing. this was actually he, before this he had the Fast Times TV series Miami Vice Beauty and the Beast. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, he, uh, uh, Briscoe County Jr., actually not, I guess it wouldn't be before this, but yeah, he was already, like, I think he was kind of, like, in the forefront. Like, he started in 85. I feel like he was kind of a pioneer, actually. So, like, this totally tracks to me because it felt, I mean, I I don't know that it was meant, it must have been on purpose, but, like, regardless of that, like, it made everything seem so, like like weird like it, it, it's not the kind of shots that you're seeing a lot of nowadays like yeah. it does feel distinctively different and it has a very like heavy tone to it which may, i mean if he's directed more than one episode maybe it wasn't always intentional but i think this one in particular it really helps out the you know it being so much about grief and like weirdness and like just yeah. weird characters in and general I, like scott and the second thing yeah. i want to say is that i think for like obviously like for how terrible this episode is because scott is again a wet noodle like i feel like the show like the episode itself had like the best intentions they wanted it to be like the best possible thing and right. i think it, in a way it kind of was like, the best possible thing you could have done with a character like scott <laughs> like, you'd have to completely change who <laughs> scott is to make it better yeah and like we were saying before i think too like a lot of it's just the writing it just seems very hard to follow it doesn't the 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 shots and it's like di- even it's the directed acting well is for fine. what like it's directed tremendously for what it is and like what, what it's supposed to get across and the acting all seems mm-hmm. actually besides scott's weird i don't know that he's a terrible actor he's just not very great but like like the mom for all of her craziness she's just doing her thing like i think she was just reading the part really well like there's just people who have weird like scott and um uh, uh some of his like family members are a little bit awkward but like all the main character kids, they're still doing. I mean, they're all assholes, but they're all doing it really well. Like Steve, especially, seems the strongest oh, of that group. I think. Actually, like uh, because this past Thanksgiving uh, for Flavor Wire, I watched every Thanksgiving episode of Beverly Hills 90210, and mm-hmm. I like I wrote about it, and I actually realized doing that that Ian Ziering is like secretly one of the better actors on the show, and yeah. he was like actually one of the better characters on the show. Yeah, I like I, he became my favorite basically. Like yeah. doing that. And I mentioned before that he was crazy, like, rude to everybody while he's saying the things he says. But, like, that does not deter him from being a good, like, actor at all. Like, you know, you need, like, sometimes characters that are, like, the most obnoxious of all can be, you know, they're, they're still being well acted. <laughs> they're just yeah. saying things that no one else would dare say. But, yeah. so that, Someone I, has I, to I'm say glad I brought that up. Because, like, there are scenes when, like, like, when they're in the hallway talking, there's so much, the sound mixing is so like, over the top that you just hear nothing but, like, clomping feet, which I guess is maybe supposed to feel like, you know, it makes you feel a little bit, um, you know, uh, claustrophobic almost, mm-hmm. because it's just, there's so it's much sound, and it feels like David, David feels right now, yeah. Exactly. And he's just like, I'm, so, and he's already kind of annoyed, because we saw mm-hmm. him kind of, like, Yeah, he forgot the pictures everybody. for, like, the, the paper, and, he, like, he's doing, like, he's able to, like, kind of be like, okay, I'm fine with everyone else, but then as soon as he, like, talks to Donna, he bites her head off, basically, which I think like, we find out in this episode that she like she admits she has feelings for him, but I feel like it's kind of a thing where he clearly, obviously, has feelings for her, too, and, like, she's the one person he doesn't want to, like, see him be weak. weak yeah. So, like, yeah. that's why he can deal with everyone else, but as soon as she asks him something, he's just like, get the fuck away. 
Yeah. And well, the, well she walks up to him and, and he, she says, I mean, he snaps at her for no reason. Well, yeah, I he, mean, said, like, she, he says he she's snaps the 19th reason, person to, like, ask him if he's She says, are you okay, David? And he's like, you're the 19th person to ask me if I'm okay today. How do you think? Apparently he Jesus. sounds like the mom at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he, he snaps at her for no reason. And... I, I, and she takes it's it. It's not really her fault. Like it's time, other people's yeah. fault, but she takes it very and personally. Then I think we go, go back to Andrea, who is all about guns killing people. Guns killing. But people. Brandon's not even paying attention because he's too busy eye fucking. Oh, actually, now that we're like talking about it, I'm realizing like actually how much I hate Andrea too. <laughs> like she's I, such an exploitative bitch. Actually. Like it's because seriously, I the thing is because Andrea was basically separate from all the Scott stuff. Yeah basically she wouldn't yeah. she didn't get to be like a piece of shit to him too exactly. i think that's why you were like oh she's the best right <laughs> no she's glasses right <laughs> that's part of it too she makes sure everyone <laughs> says andrea Ugh. but i also had a question too i guess i always thought that luke perry was supposed to be the bad seed but i guess He's brendan like, is he wait what okay there's a scene <laughs> after this where they're all they're sitting at home watching tv it's very awkward because brendan and brenda are right there next to each like sitting like arm in arm practically and then emily's on the other side and it just feels very like you know heated like it's almost like get out of here brenda and so brenda's like i don't well, trust you guys brenda alone. just reads the room but yeah. brandon yeah brandon's like on a roll he's like squeaky clean student council guy like well the minute Dylan, she walks Dylan's out of the room whole, well, yeah exactly <laughs> but he's like, also what? like a normal teenage boy i'm like scott okay. But so, so they, they, she leaves the room. Mm-hmm. She's going out to, I don't know, do something. She, she goes and to then, the library. God. And so he, like, cranks the music and they just start making that, out. Oh but then we God. get Emily saying. That music saying, that's like, everybody pays the price. That's the song. <laughs> Crazy. It was that's so alt. It was so alt. Um, and then um, she, Emily admits there is one thing she wants to do before she dies. <laughs> it's like, da-da-dun. So I'm assuming they bone there. I don't know. You don't really... Probably not on the couch, honestly. I hope not, but But yeah, yeah like, Brandon <laughs> also tells her that he's feeling guilty. But she's like, don't feel guilty. Let's fuck. Everybody well, so pays so... the press. And he's creepy because he's saying, I feel guilty while he's making out with her. It's yeah, like, he, he's like... the one who initiated the makeout. And he's like, I know. let's stop because I feel she's guilty. Like, you're kissing me. And I don't want you thinking about feeling guilty. Like, it's creepy. And they don't. I don't. I think they really have anything to feel guilty about. They got kicked out. Like I guess they got. They feel guilty about getting kicked out because yeah. Like, out, but if again, they had, if they didn't get caught, they would have been there when the kid like killed himself in the stomach. It would have been worse. <laughs> but uh, so um, um the, the yeah. teacher comes up to uh, yeah David, after right? uh, David's dad drops him off at school, gives him just a speech about oh, grief sad, and being yeah. a dentist apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's, it's david's shitty dad and uh then but david's like for the first time i feel normal again but then of course it all starts up again hey bud how you doing that's the teacher well the teacher tries to tell him we'll have someone else edit it instead of him if it's too much for him to handle mm-hmm. yeah and... but he's like just yesterday you said it was fine <laughs> yeah and then later on david says something who's he saying that to i don't remember who it was was it donna again I he yells so. at someone else yeah it was and he donna. says well, and they're like oh you're not done that uh, at this is point, Brandon? like, this is the second time. This is before she finally, like, snaps back at him. But again, he snaps at Donna, which basically, this is the story of their relationship. And he screams at her, I would have done it already if people would get out of my face! Yeah, exactly, <laughs> does that. so rude. And also, it's... Kelly's like, hey, my mom wants us to have dinner on Thursday. It's like, well, I guess you're, you really are fine now, Kelly. I guess that bug's gone. Yeah. <laughs> And Scott's mom at that point tries to intervene. Is, uh, no, wait, this is, uh, is this the, Scott's mom again? Uh, yeah. it is. 
Yeah. It's before Andrea uh, has murder in her eyes when she sees Brandon and Emily. Just oh, that the... might have happened right in between. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Andrea now knows full on how hot and heavy Brandon and Emily are. A.K.A. she's got, like, you know, death wish fucking she's in like, her mind. She's like, firm deadlines. And he's like, well, I can't do a firm deadline thing when David won't help me. And I honestly think that's a very honest thing for him to say. He's like, I'm not trying to pressure this poor kid who just had to witness a violent death. Like, it makes sense that he'd be like, let's just be chill a little bit for a moment. But then Andrea's like, I feel like yesterday's news, whenever she comes around talking about Emily. (laughs) It's like the worst kind of, like, journalistic puns. Like, (laughs) like, Uh, that's Andrea. Yesterday's news. That's Andrea for you. But then, um, then that's when he goes to the mom. Scott, yeah. Scott's mom has David come over, mm-hmm. and that's what we were talking about before, where she starts trying to give him all his belongings. Fourth like, of July stuff. This July is my favorite, favorite scene holiday. of the entire episode. Yeah. He loved all the holidays. Well, this is, you were saying, Sam, where he gives over the, what was it, like, Transformers and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite fucking quote of the whole entire episode. Scott's favorite holiday was Fourth of July. Wait, was that? Wait, what? I missed that. That explains the ending. Yes, I tweeted it too. It was my. It was the funniest fucking quote. Who the fuck's favorite holiday is Fourth of July? Wait a minute. Walk me back, like Sam. Walk me back. What exactly happens that she says that? Like, I don't even know. They're like looking through a shit in a box, and she pulls something out that I guess reminds her of the that's from the. 4th of July or something. She's like, Scott's favorite holiday was always the 4th of July. What? Like, what? It was also foreshadowed earlier when she says that, yeah, uh, David used to join us for 4th of July every, every year. year. Then this happened. Like, yes. <laughs> Scott loved Listen, the 4th of July. Like, who the fuck's favorite holiday is the 4th of July? Like, like, that's like, such a holiday. That just proves, <laughs> again, the... how lame Scott was. <laughs> yeah, and this is making the ending, like, my. it's like a sixth sense now, because it all makes yeah. sense. That, that, that's why the ending oh i didn't even I, see like i heard her say that he was coming over every fourth of july i missed the his favorite holiday fourth of july but like why is that like the runner of this whole stupid episode this cowboy like, who loves america so much <laughs> and the episode starts off with this kid singing like we love america and then and then when you went on your tenacious google of the actor and then you found out he was in the air force yeah yeah earlier which makes it even i wanted funnier. to find out more about this actor because he was so <laughs> he looked familiar so i looked him up and apparently after he shot himself in the stomach he quit acting <laughs> like, <laughs> like he basically like like full-on decided to commit to the the whole bit and then just decided to kill himself in the acting career he's never done anything since like nothing like, that not explains even, like, so you know, much retrospective and he uh, is now an Air Force, like, um, marshal or something, and he's, like, gone to Kuwait and, like, Afghanistan. And his favorite holiday is July 4th. Still 4th of July. I hope so. I, I bet really he feels like so. he felt like shit because as a child actor, he was, like, only one, he had, like, bit parts, and he's like, oh, what, I got this new hit show, great. And then they were really like, like kill this you. is not working. Like, a regular the first season, then he just, like, kind of disappears in the first season, and then he's a guest star for this. I still can't believe he was a regular. That does not even come across the way they treat him. He comes across as, like, some random kid who shows up yeah, this one episode. like he was never in another episode. <laughs> or he comes across as, like, the regular that gets, like, run into the ground by the storylines, and they just don't know what to do with him anymore, so they just, like, kill him off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, even super, that. But, like, like they unspun- completely forgot about him when he was a regular. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... So she, she she tells him about the Fourth of July, uh, <laughs> massive importance to Scott's life. Gives and... David Scott's <laughs> Christmas stocking. 
He would does, want you to have does that. Does she really? He loved all the holidays, even the 4th of July. Wait favorite. a minute. Did you just say she says he would want you to have that? Yes. Christmas stocking? Yes. This lady is a psycho. Why would another person <laughs> want another dead person's Christmas stocking? That's weird. And eventually, like, Scott's like, please stop, please stop. And then he finally just yells, you're not listening to me. Why are and, you acting like we're still best friends? Yeah, he points out that they're not best friends anymore, and then she passive-aggressively says that he, he if you don't want to keep Scott's memory alive, then fine. And then and he, he kind of flips out at that. He, he was like, well, that's not what I said. And then she's like, oh, okay, I understand. Which she does, and she's like, you don't have to blame Scott for not being here anymore, or feel like he's abandoned you. And that's when David's like, are you kidding me? Your idiot son what was it like he liked to play with guns and he shot himself he blew himself away he shot himself in the stomach that's what he says because yeah like this really I think that's the first time we learned that he shot himself in the stomach I, right? I always assumed it was the face yeah. <laughs> well, at least me too that's what I thought because you died Again, like then... how how serious it wasn't even like it was a huge gun it was like a handgun how big were I'm not trying bullets? to say like that you would survive it but like Jesus it's not like you know it's not like he like yeah, took a semi-automatic. I just assume he dies immediately. Like I, yeah. I, you don't think they don't say anything about like nine one one or anything like that. I just always assume like dead instantly. Maybe he went into shock and then I don't know. There's there's, there's ways he could obviously mm-hmm. die. It just seemed very. It was of all the ways to die. It was like very very convoluted. In the but, stomach. Um, but yeah, she yeah. storms down. It's like take whatever you want. And then David knocks down the cowboy hat. Yeah, real pissed. And then um, the next day at school, he's back to editing. And this is one of the funniest yeah, this scenes, is when he too. Sna- this is when he really snaps at Donna. It's great. And Donna comes in and she's like, uh, what are, you, uh, are you still editing? Or no, he's like, uh, uh, and then he says, uh, and then she says, he says, what does it look like? Oh, sorry. She says, uh, are you still editing? And then he says, what does it look like? What does it look like I'm doing? He's like, and she's like, editing a video? He's like, bingo. <laughs> That's the, the scene you're like, I'm going to pay attention to this and not I know. 4th of July was his favorite holiday. <laughs> and she finally kind of calls yeah, him out she finally, where... Unlike Scott, she like grows a backbone. She's like, okay now, dude, I like you. And basically all you ever do is ignore me or talk about Kelly. Kelly. And that was, that was great. Yeah. That and was then vulnerable. She's like, yeah. Then she's like, I worry about you, which is again, well, it's too, too sweet, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then like. He apologizes, but still, like he's still but got really a lot. Not even he like sincere. he really apologizes, but like he's still got a lot of problems he needs to work through, and that wasn't gonna yeah. like do it. Well, good thing he has that man on the street interview where his emotions can really work through it, <laughs> like Which, ten times the full. Again, like watching this made me like hate Scott even more because it's like, okay, this is David being a decent human being to you, and you just had to get like your stalker on like an hour later. God, he's so... He's not even funny, though. That's part of it. He's an idiot, apparently. someone's not funny... And, uh, like, this is the scene he should have nailed. Like, they should really make this, like, oh my god. Brian Austin Green nails the scene. Like, in the video. Yeah, exactly. And then you can kind of feel like they tried to have the other kid, Scott, do it, too. But he just isn't very good. He's not a good actor, I guess. And and the character's an idiot. Yeah, so there's a scene where it's a man-on-the-street interviews that... Um, David is doing for I guess for school or for something for the, for the video like the like the time capsule thing and it's supposed to be exactly. like talking to a kid from 1941 basically yeah so he's like so I'm talking to you from 1941 and like ugh, Scott like an idiot is like yes I'm I'm from I was in the fields of Vietnam it's like you idiot <laughs> like who doesn't understand like this isn't like like yeah. nowadays saying like that this is like Vietnam had happened like at that point you know maybe what, like, ten you know years ago like that's crazy. And That's the thing crazy. is, like, if they wanted to paint a narrative of just 
like David being an asshole to him this whole time, they could have. But instead, like David just is amused by this. Like he, he's jokingly playing around with him and about how like ridiculous his friend is. Like he's not treating him like a, like an asshole he barely knows anymore. He's still treating him like a friend. He's treating him like a decent human being. Right, and he he does make some like snarky jokes about it. But like but that's the least... usual type of joke he would have made to him like exactly. back in season one. And Scott, and Scott sort of, like, you know, even then, Scott's not really offended by it. He's just like, okay, I get it. But he's like, I'm doing you this favor. And he's like, I've known you your whole life, Scott. You're never going to get it right or something. And <laughs> But and he's, Scott's like, laughing like, as he does it, and he's, in, like, he's enjoying Scott's company. Right. And then um, Scott, Scott asks to try it again. He says, I'm in Iwo Jima. And it's like, just Jesus Christ. And um, so they basically are just trying to, like show you what it once was their friendship once was which was literally like a week ago like an yeah. hour before the episode began yeah and uh then we get brandon shows up to ask him for that interview that he needs to do oh. and then oh Scott... yeah well, this is after andrea has another like bitchy like brushing off get it things. done brandon yeah. and he's just like what what the fuck and he's like what can I do? Because he honestly, at this point, has no idea what he's supposed to do. And she says, nothing. Just be my friend. And it's like, was he not? Yeah, he's trying to. You're the one that's He's like, trying to be your do. friend. Like, she says she understands that Emily's his girlfriend. But he, she doesn't seem to understand that Emily's his girlfriend. She he blew, he did, and then he didn't even blow her off, really. Because didn't she ask him after he had already had plans? Like, apparently, because again, she's obsessed with him. She bought the tickets for Citizen Kane months ago. Yeah. And like, they... She clearly, like, thought it was going to be a date situation when she was saying, he's like, oh, Saturday. <laughs> a date Citizen to King. Citizen fucking Kane. And he's like, oh, Jesus fuck, I, I made plans with Emily. And he tries to make sure that, like, she's okay with it. Instead, she just doesn't a passive-aggressive thing. Yeah. 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 Like, how so, is he supposed to know? So after Scott changes to Iwo Jima, then Brandon comes in. He's just sort of, he's, he's seeing um, David in this, like, raw, like, right after having seen the interview, mm-hmm. like, situation. And he starts asking questions about it. And, like, Scott... Uh, David's just, like, da- just make up some quotes so I don't offend anyone, really. And and David then... And then, and then Brandon's like, but David, I want to know your own opinion about stuff. And then, like, he he decides to, like, blow him off again, turns the mic on to start his radio show. And then, like, Brandon asks him one last thing or something, and he kind of snaps. And then, like, David proceeds to put the entire school on blast. And, like... Uh, and when Brandon tries to tell him, like, but the mic's on, he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm and that was actually the, be- the yeah. most compelling part of the episode, I think, is that he knew everyone was listening. In fact, he looks up at one point and everyone is outside the room looking in, like, I can hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no one cared about Scott until he died. That's some realness. That- that's finally someone says what everyone's been thinking. And then, um, and then he says, his- he kind of rants about how people are all fake about it, which is not mm-hmm. wrong either. And he says, um, it doesn't matter what you say to some. it doesn't matter what you say when someone's gone, what matters is how you treat them while they're there. So I guess you can quote me on that. And I was like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> like, on the air? No, off the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and, and then there's like a sad afterwards where he just, he asks, uh, then basically he just walks out of the, the booth and just sort of says like, hey, what's up people? And like walks down the hallway. But, um, later on he's like, when do I get to start feeling better about stuff? Like, he wants to feel better, and he doesn't know when. But, um, he gives the VHS to Scott's yeah. mom of that Man on the Street interview, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that what that was? Yeah, that's what it was. And also, like, after the whole blow-up at everyone in school, they, they make it just clear, like, if if you're not fine, you can talk to us and tell us that you're not fine. Like, but you, you shouldn't bottle it up, basically. I mean, it's good for them to say that out loud. Because so, like, they, were, they for- were all talking about, like, their feelings and everything. Like, why wouldn't 
They wanted to legitimately know David's feelings. Right, and I think that, I mean, like, on the one hand, it's great that they did that, but on the other hand, like, we watched this episode, we saw how, they basically made it very hard for him but to like, say anything. But, like, Donna did didn't, so. Donna didn't make Donna it hard didn't. for him. Yeah. Like, even Everybody when else he could have talked to Donna. So, it was, it was a, it was a needed, I think, moment for them to be like, you're kind of one of us. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, you have to be a little more open with us, otherwise you're gonna always get us closed off. But, um, and then he goes over to give the mom the VHS mm-hmm. and get that goddamn hat. <laughs> like, well, we don't know it's the hat. Surprise. No. Spoiler. He gets the hat. It's so, like, it's she, so obvious she, the she hat. says to him, like, It's not gonna like, be the I'm fucking sorry. gun. She never gets hers, first of all. I always kind of piss me off. Like, I yeah. guess you just see that she's kind of come around after he gives her the tape. But, like, I, she was still never, like, apologized to him, really. Does she? Like, vaguely? She just no. Sort of says, like, she doesn't. Like, we're both missing him or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're all grieving or something but like, like that. But, like, she's then... just gonna do, like, the same terrible, shitty parenting to the rest of her children. Yeah! And they're all gonna shoot themselves in the stomach! <laughs> but, um, uh, so he gives her that, and then he's, and she's like, well, I wanna get you that one thing you asked for, and she goes off, and then, and then, like, mysteriously hands him something out of frame. And yeah. It's like, I wonder what it could be! And then later on, they decide to go to the time capsule and put the Yeah, make their the own time capsule. Well, they, they make their own time capsule for, like, 1991, and they couldn't have picked anything uh, well, else besides Audrey, a stupid hat. See, Audrea calls it the Scott Scanlon Memorial Time Capsule, but she's the only one who puts a, like, a Scott thing besides David. Like, she puts in a recycled paper issue of the magazine, as well as a floppy disk, which I do appreciate her saying, which will be a, a, a primitive artifact in 50 years. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, that's funny. It's true. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Steve puts in a Corvette keychain because he's Steve to the end. Steve. Donna puts in some Lycra spandex. Brenda, That's not bad. Yeah, Brenda puts in a Minnesota Twins jersey, which will can really confuse the kids of West Beverly High School. In <laughs> yeah, I'm years. sure. Dylan put, throws in surfboard and wax and says some, like, hippy-dippy nonsense that I did not quote. <laughs> yeah, David with that fucking stupid hat. Why would he put the hat in, like, of all things? Like, you should have put... What did Brandon yeah. and Emily put in? Did they put in anything? I didn't even pay attention to I don't think they stuff. did. Like, and I took notes for, like, what everyone put in. I don't think Brandon and Emily did anything. I think they, they counted uh, Andrea's gift as theirs. I was too distracted by the sparklers, because they all plus yeah. sparklers. Because his 4th of July was his favorite holiday. Yeah, just, and then, then someone, one of them, not even <laughs> David, I think one of the Fuck. other ones say, just it was, like, the 4th I think it was of Brandon. July. This one's for you, and he's like, just like the 4th of July. I'm like, these people don't know that's his favorite holiday. Unless he, like, woke up to people and said, my favorite holiday is 4th of July. <laughs> well, Dylan wouldn't know because Dylan didn't know who that kid was. <laughs> exactly. And now they all suddenly are, like, best friends with Scott post-death. It's like, okay, sure. And then, cool. then we get, like, everyone just smiling over the, uh, it's not really a grave, but it feels like a grave. And they all, <laughs> it feels like, like bury it feels the a lot like a grave at this point. It's creepy. And then we get the credits, which, in true 90s fashion... 90s freeze frames! ...has freeze frames of all, like, the clips from what happened in the episode. And I was like, I have my notes. I was like, please, be still the gunshot. Please, be still the gunshot. And they did it! They actually have a still of him twirling the gun. And I was like, that is next level. That what? they would actually make a freeze frame in the, in the, the upbeat end credits of him getting shot well my favorite like thing from the credits is actually what i learned when i was doing the thanksgiving things which is the construct the construction coordinator for the show is michael cudlitz yes that michael cudlitz from southland he did like he was the construction coordinator on the show for like the first four seasons like up till he got like a role on the show actually because he was doing carpentry for a long time yeah like that's how he like paid through for school and just paid the bills and he was listed there. 
Yeah. So pay attention if you watch this guy. <laughs> You'll see cutlets. Yeah, he says uh, he was doing, like, construction, like, full-time until he got Band of Brothers in 2001. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, but those, uh, the freeze-frame stills, most of them are pretty boring, because, like, freeze-frame stills are very dated, because it's usually just, like, stupid, like, someone random talking to someone frozen. In the hall. Yeah, but then, like, I just love that they had him spinning the gun. Like, why would you put that in this freeze frame? Like, it was why so... Why wouldn't you? And it was, like... I don't remember the episode. But, like, like I, like I, like I, I butchered earlier, like, the theme song is a very upbeat, jazzy, like... And it sounds like someone's playing the saxophone over Even as I do it, you still butcher it. Sorry. But it's, like, over top of someone, like, playing a saxophone, there's, like, you know, someone got, sh- like, someone's getting shot, about to be shot. So it's like, 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 they could not- have used, like, the Sad Times version of the score they use for it. Like, the score version of the theme where it's just, like, oh, now we are thinking about how things are depressing. But nope, they use the original theme song. God, he's on, he's on. It's great. It's ridiculous. And then that's, that's it. That's kind of. Uh, my only last r- note was just like the show is trash because they use that freeze frame. <laughs> Do you, I feel like that actually makes the show better. Do you not? I guess, but it was just I just couldn't believe that they were gonna do that. I just it blew my mind that 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 was like the last straw for me. <laughs> I was just kind of like, of course, yeah. But I, it's like very '90s, like after school special feeling. So I get that's what they were trying to go. I for, chose but. this episode because like it's. Out of the iconic episodes, I feel like it's the most after-school special. Although, I, like, it was between this and uh, the black people attend their dance episode, where I was like... <laughs> Which what? What was Ten. that about? Like, That's, like, uh, I guess... Scandalous or something? I believe it's some kids from, I want to say, like, Compton or South Central. Like, I believe they get displaced from their school for a bit, so, like, they have to come to West Bev. And it's a mm-hmm. whole race thing, and then they have a dance. And it's a whole big deal when Donna danced with a black kid. Oh, I guess it's not, it's not a big deal to like the regulars, but like to the assholes and like the school. Oh, in the school. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all like dancing with the black people. It's fun. And of course, the, uh, the other iconic episodes episodes are Donna Martin graduates. Yes, of course. Uh, Kelly Donna Taylor's "I Choose Me," um, oh, Kelly's uh, cocaine addict mom, and Emily Valentine uh, sets a float on fire. <laughs> Good times. Good yes. Time. Uh, Isn't that only like two episodes later? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Emily ba- Valentine is good times, you guys. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I watched every episode of the show, which is ten seasons, and <laughs> there are highs and lows. Like, uh, once uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen shows up on the show as Valerie Malone, she's the best thing to ever happen. Well, she's great in every context. because yeah, she basically replaces Shannon Doherty. No, that's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Allegedly. Well, Jesus. Do we have any other wrap-up notes, though? Do you guys have anything else you didn't get through? Uh, I want everyone to watch every episode of the show so I can talk to you. <laughs> also, uh, at Reply Lafergs. <laughs> according to the trivia for this episode on IMDb, there are several scenes in this episode where the boom mic is visible. I'm very upset I didn't see the boom mic. Oh, I didn't notice it either. Maybe it, it could have been, like, the like the DVD rip or something like that. Just to c- cut it out. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, we can talk about this. If you want to talk about 9021 on the spinoff, I will be less happy, but I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys, like, what else, how do you feel having watched this for your first episode of 90210? And if I ever suggested other episodes for you to watch, would you watch them? I probably would. I mean, it was crazy, so I'm sure it's at least entertaining. Yeah. But I felt like this did also... I wasn't bored. Yeah, I exactly. wasn't bored, I will say that. It did also plan to... 
my impression of the show from like being mm-hmm. an outsider, which is just like super melodramatic teens being annoying, yeah. which is what this episode yeah. was. It definitely, I would say, it evolves from like after school special thing too. Well, that's that's important to note. Like as they yeah. get older, like they have their other like shit, but like it's not all. And this is the lesson on blah blah blah. Well, <laughs> so if, <laughs> that's all we got for now. We can move on to plug. So what's up with you, Latoya? Of course, you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs. Uh, you know, I'm always writing at the AV Club and other places. Uh, I will put in the show notes uh, my piece for Flavor Wire from this past November where I watched every Thanksgiving episode of the show because it's really an adventure. And I honestly suggest everyone, like, if they can, like, partake, partake in such adventure, go ahead and do it because it was really fun. And that would be a really nice diverse, like, you're going to probably get every season practically. It's Yeah, it's, uh, there's seven, let's see how many episodes are there, six episodes out of 10 seasons that are Thanksgiving specific. And when do they stop? Does it go all the way to the end? It starts actually at season three. Oh. Weird. Yeah, and it like, goes to the last season. So yeah, that's interesting. That's going to vary a lot. So that'd be a good way of, if you want to see if it's the show for you, you could just jump in through those. That'll probably be a good variance. And, oh, God. Wait, it's, so it's a- does this show have like super iconic Thanksgiving episodes, like a la Friends or something? Not really, but I was just doing something for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what show can I watch all other Thanksgiving episodes for Thanksgiving? Like, I'll do 90210. And also, it's just interesting to see, like, it's interesting to see the evolution of the styles, especially when you get to, like, the sweet spot of, like, season six, seven, where Jenny Garth and um, Tori Spelling have, like, chola eyebrows and oh my God. <laughs> like, dark lip liner situation and platinum blonde hair. And, like, honestly... I also li- I will link to the YouTube thing of the uh, the also the opening credits just so you can see how much everyone looks like at one at, it gets to a point where Brian Austin Green looks like a thug like he like he looks like was that the beginnings of his rapper career I don't I don't even think so it's just like well, I brought up he, earlier he looks la- like scary I brought up the Latin Kings thing because yeah he, I mean I'm joking he has that situation but, like, that's the vibe they were going for it's plaid buttoned up to the top they look mm. like. Like, it's not... Everyone, everyone was wearing, knows it like, as thug, but back then that was just, like, popular... Yeah, like, Emily Valentine was doing the plaid button all the way to the top, too. Yeah. And I, I have nothing against it. People still do it today, but it, it's just for a guy with a, you know, earring and, like, trying to be in a rap, it just came across as thug, because nowadays that's just usually what it is. But, yeah, I would... So check the show notes for those, and then I think you said Atla Fergs, right? Yeah. Yes. All right, awesome. And then what's up with you, Sam? Uh, literally nothing, um, <laughs> but my Twitter. <laughs> so cool. That works. Um, at Burrito Prophet, I got the weird icon of a, uh, I think a raptor with a Dustin beanie? Hoffman hiding from paparazzi. Yeah, as you do. So. <laughs> Good time. So. Check that it's out. It's me. Awesome. And then, as always, I am at Mari on Twitter. Um, the, uh, next upcoming Hangout Mr. Cooper will be Silver Linings Playbook. So we're finally Yay! getting into modern stuff. Which is Philly centric too. Oh I got the see. I got to see production of that. <laughs> I'm more of Philadelphia. Got to see him smoking a cigarette in Ridley. Yeah. Um. So. Did you attack him? Did you try? No, to? No, I was very polite. I watched him from afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the next episode of this show will be The Cape, season one, episode seven, The Lick, part one. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and then um, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid, and then on Gmail at the Televoid at Gmail dot com. And then rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. It's awesome. It helps us find new people. And in general, it, you know, prevents gun violence amongst teens. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Allegedly. But, allegedly. No, don't put that on us. Uh, but until next time, guys, thanks for watching. Boy. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks.
days ago. I was dancing at his house, and now... I don't want to sound like a jerk, but what's wrong with Scott skating like? When you told me, I thought it was that kid over there. It's obviously not. No, Dylan, you know Scott. He was David Silver's friend. Blonde hair. He was in your tech class last year. Oh, my God, that guy. 